0: You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. My second mistake was telling Parker the things the Lord had been speaking to me. Because last week, the last like 15 minutes of his sermon were things the Lord was speaking to me. Also, he stole my material, and no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I just say that because those were things I hadn't actually shared with him. And uh, the Lord is speaking the same things across across the board to a lot of people in our community. It's not just here at our church, and uh, I love that. Uh, okay, so. What I shared with Parker was just this phrase that um, a song is just a song if it is your only offering to him. And he spoke that at the very beginning of an incredibly busy week for me. And um, I... I've never, well, I thought to myself, like, maybe I should message Jay, like, I'm, maybe I'm supposed to pick the songs this week, and I just kind of wrote it off. You, you know, sometimes the Lord speaks, and we put it in this category of, like, Meh, I didn't really hear that right. I, I don't know that fully. Well, the Lord is gracious, and Jay called me the next day, and he was like, I just need you to pick the set this week. Um, <laughs> but I, in that, had never had such a hard time picking the songs. It just, like, wasn't coming naturally, and I've done it before. Um, and then to, through speaking to Jay, he, he revealed that this message was two pot. And part of it was for me. And uh, he was just saying, like a, a song is just a song, it's just words. And he does not need the words that we choose to accomplish his work. So that was the first pot. And then the second pot um, was that because he doesn't need these words, he just needs our hearts to be opened to him. And that was the main takeaway for me. And that is what I just allowed the Lord to unpack. Um, And what he is saying in all of this is that it's time for God's people to step up. A song is not enough. Um, Coming to church is not enough. And it's not meant to sound heavy, um, but he's asking you to give him all you've got. And he's also asking that you would stop doing things on your own accord and um, give him back what is his. Um, It's just time to stop taking matters into our own hands and to trust him at his word. Um, so I don't have a full grasp of what he's doing in our community, but I can feel this shift happening. Um, It's really been great, just like in intercession. Um, I never would have, I've never prayed so much, really, or that I feel that I've prayed so much uh, than I am now, and um, if you feel like you're not good enough to pray if you don't have the words to say the lord is that's okay uh, you don't have to be eloquent just talk to him throughout your day and and he'll invite you in and so what he's doing is i can just feel this swell like this wave building up and i'm just like just enjoying it just sitting and just waiting to watch what he's going to do um, so I shared this a couple weeks ago, but uh, again, in worship, for me, like the movement is just because I don't have the words to say what I'm feeling inside of me, and so I just move my hands. <laughs> That's the next natural thing. Um, so if you're new, um, and this has been a while since we've preached this, but when Randy was here, he, ta- he taught really big on identity, and so we have, we all have these general uh, pieces from the Lord, right? We're all sons and daughters. Um, we have the fruit of the Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit, and the power that comes with that. But there are things that are very specific and unique to each of us. And for me in my life, that is the peace of God. He calls me His peace. And sometimes that's too much. <laughs> like I do careful when I parent because I'm very much like, they're going to be fine. And that's why I married Parker, right? He keeps me in check. Um, this is what's good. Um, but I just... That is just where I've been sitting and just letting the Lord like teach me new things about myself and new things about Him because peace is this massive banner and I'm learning all that that is. Um, I just believe that The Lord is, again, reminding us that it is not about what we do, especially for you that are in high school. Um, There's so much pressure to figure out what it is that I'm supposed to do. What is my purpose in life? Well, the secret is uh, that your purpose is to be filled, and you're filled to be made holy, and you're made holy to bring glory to God. Um, And it doesn't matter what you do. Do absolutely anything, you're going to be good at it, because the focus is to be who you were created to be. Who is that that is unique um, for you? Um, you're going to be good at anything. Um, so yeah, that's what I believe. That's the end. No, I'm just kidding. OK, um, so I say that because um, I just have a lot on my plate right now. I am, I am helping to open a daycare. I am learning to play piano, and I'm singing on this team, and I'm being a mom, and I'm being a wife. And uh, it's all good. There's time for all of it, because the Lord is in all of it. And these are all gifts from him. Um. Yes. OK. I'm, like, not super going by my notes. I was really contemplating not writing them, which is probably where I should have gone. I see why Parker likes to do it. All right, so we all have this unique set of gifts. We're all indiv- individually unique, and we bring these to the table. Uh, we all need each other, and I love that in Acts 2, it talks about how the believers, and uh, they had all things in common. They were selling their possessions and, they were belo- and belongings, and they were distributing to all as any had need. And that is just incredibly beautiful, because you are not meant to do this life alone, and you're not supposed to do it yourself. That is not God's design, and that is what society teaches us acceptable, but all it does is lead to hurt. It hurts you and it hurts those around you. And we're going to see this in scripture in just a moment. But I just want to speak to the woman because I think we especially struggle with that. Um, Society tries to teach us that we don't need help or that we're a bother when we ask someone for it or that our kids are a bother. And that is not true of the Lord. Uh, We are never a bother to Him. And I just want us to be the kind of friends um, that know when our friends are in need and know when they need help. All right. Uh, We're going to start in Genesis 15. If you think the Bible is boring, then this morning is for you, because we're going to read some strange things today. Um, I want to look at the life of Abraham and Sarah. And I want to give some context up to this point. My voice is too quiet for the lapel, so... I'm demoted to a mic. Okay. Um, Okay, so today we have this expectation that God is required to move quickly, but that is just not who he is. And it's crazy, he exists outside of time, and he will do things in his own timing, and it will end up being perfect. Uh, So where we're at, Abram has left his homeland with his father, Terah, to Haran, uh, where his father has died, and the Lord has called him to move again. He's asking him to leave this land and to go to a place that he has promised. And he's given this promise to Abram that he will make a great nation from him and he will bless him greatly. Um, And at this time, he's 75 years old when the Lord asks him to leave. So he travels to Egypt. Because there's a famine, and in this moment of fear of man, which Parker talked about last week, he decides to tell the Egyptians that Sarai is his wife, or that is his sister, not his wife, because he's afraid. And they take her, and the Lord um, causes affliction to come upon Pharaoh, because he thinks she's available. Um, And the Lord had just promised Abram that I will curse those who dishonor you. And so Abram is, he's kind of taking things into his own hands here, and um, it all gets worked out. He gets Sarai back, and now uh, his nephew, Lot, is with him, and they decide to separate just so that there's no conflict between them. They want to end on good terms, and... um, There's a war going on where Lot ends up, and Lot gets taken prisoner. Someone comes, tells Abraham what's happening, and Abram goes, and he rescues Lot, and he rescues the entire city. And because of this, he could have taken possession of all the the victories in the city and all the riches, but he turns it down because he wants people to know that it's the Lord's glory that will make him rich. It will not be man's... um, items. Uh, so this is where we're at. He's made some mistakes. He's come back a little bit. And the Lord is again reminding him of us, of this promise that he made. So Genesis 15, verse 1. It says, after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Fear not, Abram. I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O Lord, What will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eleazar of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, you have given me no offspring, and a member of my household will be my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. This man shall not be your heir, your very own son shall be your heir. And he brought him outside, and he said, Look toward heaven and number the stars, if you are able to number them. And he said to him, "'So shall your offspring be.' And he believed the Lord and counted it to him as righteousness. And he said to him, "'I am the Lord who brought you out from Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess.' But he said, "'O Lord God, how am I to know that I shall possess it?' He said to him, "'Bring me a heifer, three years old, a female goat, three years old, a ram, three years old, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon.' And he brought them, all these things, cut them in half, and he laid them uh, each half over against the other. But he did not cut the birds in half. And when the birds of prey came down on the carcasses, Abram drove them away. And as the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell on Abram. And behold, a dreadful and great darkness fell upon him. Uh, So what is happening is Abram is about to make a blood covenant with the Lord regarding this promise. Um, This blood covenant just signifies their oath and and the weight of this. Okay, so we're going to, we'll just keep reading. Um, As the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell on Abram, and behold, a dreadful and great darkness fell upon him. Then the Lord said to Abram, Know for certain that your offspring will be sojourners in a land that is not theirs, and will be servants there, and they will be afflicted for 400 years. This is the Israelites. But I will bring judgment on the nation that they serve, and afterward they shall come out with great possessions. As for you, you shall go to your fathers in peace. You shall be buried in a good old age, and they shall come back here in the fourth generation, for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet complete. When the sun had gone down and it was dark, behold, a smoking firepot and a flaming torch passed between these pieces. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying to your offspring, I give this land from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river of Euphrates, the land of the Kenites, the kenizzites the Kadmonites, the Hittites, the, the, the Perizzites, the Riphim, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Girgashites, and the Jebusites. So it's important to note that Abram fell asleep during this covenant, and he stays asleep for the rest of it. He sees the rest of this play out in a vision, and this is the same sleep that um, came upon Adam when Eve was taken out and God created her. Um, And this is also the same sleep that's mentioned in Job. Uh, the Lord is at work and we read in verse 17 that a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch passed between the animals um, essentially uh, this is kind of a deep study if you're if you're interested and need some material but essentially this this pot and this torch represent the presence of God and Jesus Christ um, why is this important well uh, the God of Abraham is our same God and we need to know the things that he has done um, when Jesus died on the cross he made a blood covenant with us and that was his to uphold um, his blood is our forgiveness today um, I want to read this also in Hebrews 6 I don't mock my passages like Parker so <laughs> Hebrews is somewhere in here okay Hebrews 6, verse 13. It says, "'For when God made a promise to Abraham, "'since he had no one greater by whom to swear, "'he swore by himself, saying, "'Surely I will bless you and multiply you. "'And thus Abraham, having patiently waited, "'obtained the promise.'" So do you realize that if God doesn't do what he says, that it's his reputation on the line? It's not our responsibility to accomplish his work in our own strength. Because if he says he's going to do something, then the rest is up to him. Uh, Do you ever feel overwhelmed at all the things on your plate or even the circumstances surrounding you? Um, I've been there. I used to say yes to everything um, without regard to the consequences. and uh, it was just because I thought I had time to do it all, Um, and I learned this in college, um, but what happens is you just end up getting really stressed out, because you've taken on too much. And so now I've learned uh, to ask the Lord before I say yes, is this from you? Because if it is, then all these things fit together. And there is time for every single one of them. And we don't have to get stressed out, because I can approach them knowing that he has gone before me and that there is time for all of it, because they're from him. And if you are feeling overwhelmed, then you need to do a self check and you need to ask him if there's something that he needs that you need to take off your plate. Um, Or you need to ask yourself if he is your priority because if, as believers, we are to steward the gifts from him and the assignments that he has given us, and if we don't have time to pursue him, then what's the point? (laughs) Basically, that's what it comes down to. So because I know that the things on my plate are His, I can approach them with thankfulness, and I can thank Him for the day, knowing that He's gone before me, um, that He has given all these things to me, and that even the unforeseen circumstances that arise, that He's called me an overcomer. And so I can ask Him, Lord, give me eyes to see the way that You do and recognize how You're moving in this moment. And it's very different than when we take matters into our own hands. So I want to keep reading in Genesis. Because Abram also takes matters into his own hands while he is waiting on this promise from the Lord. So we'll pick back up in Genesis 16. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children. She had a female Egyptian servant whose name was Hagar. And Sarai said to Abraham, or Abram, Behold, now the Lord has prevented me from bearing children. Go into my servant. Uh, it may be that I shall obtain children by her. And Abram listened to the voice of Sarai. But Abram said to Sarai, Behold, your servant is in your power. Do to her as you please. And then Sarai dealt harshly with her, and she fled from her. The angel of the Lord found her, this is Hagar, by a spring of water in the wilderness, um, the spring on the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, servant of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? She said, I am fleeing from my mistress, Sarai. The angel of the Lord said to her, Return to your mistress and submit to her. The angel of the Lord also said to her, I will surely multiply your offspring so that they cannot be numbered for multitude. And the angel of the Lord said to her, Behold, you are pregnant, and you shall bear a son. You shall call him Ishmael, because the Lord has listened to your affliction. He shall be a wild donkey of a man, and his hand against everyone, and everyone's hand against him. And he shall dwell over all, over against all his kinsmen. So she called the Lord... Who spoke to her, You are a God of seeing. For she said, Truly, here I have seen him who looks after me. Therefore, the well was called Ber La Roy. It lies between Kadesh and Bered. And Hagar bore Abram a son, and Abram called the name of his son, whom Hagar bore, Ishmael. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to Abram. So again, we see what happens when we try to do things on our own. But thankfully, God is gracious, and he has a plan that is bigger than what we can accomplish. Okay, so we're going to read some more. (laughs) In Genesis 17, it says, when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. Verse 15, And God said to Abram, As for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. I will bless her, and moreover, I will give you a son by her. I will bless her, and she shall become nations. Kings of peoples shall come from her. Um, Then Abram fell on his face and laughed and said to himself, Shall a child be born to a man who is a hundred years old? Shall Sarah, who is ninety years old, bear a child? And Abram said to God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before you. God said, No. uh, But Sarah, your wife shall bear you a son, and you shall call his name Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him as an everlasting covenant for his offspring after him. As for Ishmael, I have heard you. Behold, I have blessed him, and I will make him fruitful and multiply him greatly. He shall father twelve princes, and I will make him into a great nation. But I will establish my covenant with Isaac, whom Sarah shall bear to you at this time next year. And in the next chapter, well, a couple chapters later, in 21, God fulfills the promise, and Isaac is born when Abraham is 100 years old. So from the time that the Lord first gave the promise, Abraham was 75, to the time Isaac was born, he was 100. And I just want to encourage you, if you're waiting on something that the Lord has spoken, that he has not forgotten you. And I do, um, we read all this about Hagar, because I also want to highlight her life, and Um, I've never paid a lot of attention to her until Amy uh, taught on her at her woman's Bible study. Um, But when Parker preaches that there are lives attached to your obedience and disobedience, these are the Hagar's of the world. And thankfully, the Lord sees you in your struggles. And Hagar had every right to run away, but the Lord had other plans for her. And he called her to go back and I think that would have been incredibly hard if that was me to go back to Sarai um I kept thinking that my parents chose the wrong name um reading this story but I'm really glad I'm Sarah not Hagar um and uh I know we don't like to be in the thick of it but the Lord is there with you and he sees you um And to the Sarahs of the world, um, even though we make mistakes and we cause hurt to those around us, the Lord will still work it for good if we don't give up. Um, So I think that um, some of us this morning just need to know that the Lord has a blessing for us in our hardship and in our mistakes. And what we see as a mistake, He sees as an opportunity for restoration. Because your righteousness has no effect on His ability to work. Um, and even if your life doesn't look like what you thought, will you trust him enough to let it go and let him move um, no matter how long it takes? Um, I just want to close this morning with Psalm 34. And instead of turning there, I'm just going to read it. I'm going to ask that you open your hands, just in a posture of receiving this. But this is, to me, the worship that the Lord is calling us into. If our song is just a song this morning, if that's you um, then, then start here. Um, this, is, this is what he is saying. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and He answered me, and delivered me from all my fears. those who look to Him are radiant, and their faces shall never be ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear Him, and delivers them. O taste and see that the Lord is good; blessed is the man who takes refuge in Him. O fear the Lord, you His saints, for those who fear Him have no lack. The young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, O children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is there who desires life and love, loves many days that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous. He keeps all his bones, not one of them is broken. Affliction will slay the wicked, and those who hate righteous will be condemned. The Lord redeems the life of His servants, and none of those who take refuge in Him will be condemned. Thanks for listening to this message. For more resources, visit sundownchurch.com.